0: Welcome to Sitting With My Sisters! We are three friends, in three different places, with
1: three different perspectives,
0: bringing you a podcast to share the love, light, and goodness of Jesus Christ as we go through the recent General Conference talks from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am one of your hosts, Melissa Hoy, and with me are my sisters,
1: Kristen Lawler and Jamie Sohn.
0: Well, we are so excited to be with you guys today. We're, um, I think, you know, at the very beginning of our, our podcast, we got a lot of comments. I mean, I think this is only our fifth podcast. So I'm acting like we've been on for years, but we haven't at all. Um, but uh, we had a couple comments of people wanting to get to know us better. Um, and is, at least me personally, I wanted to do this podcast more to study the conference talks and put the challenges out there and learn from each other. Um, I didn't think anybody really cared about getting to know us get to know me but there's been people out there that you know wanted to know our stories and i think this is definitely the podcast we'll get to know us a a lot better um this this um talk is spiritually defining memories by elder neil l anderson of this of the 12 and it's a fantastic talk and it really um i mean the notes that we have tons of notes on it we're hopefully going to be able to um eloquently share our feelings um but a lot of spiritual thoughts that kind of came with it for us a lot of memories that we have kind of what defined us of, of where we're at. And so so hopefully you guys will enjoy, hopefully get to know us a little bit better. Um, and 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 actually hopefully we get to know you guys a little bit better, hope you guys can leave comments to us and um, leave notes on, on your defining moments um, after after we post it. But um, Elder Anderson starts his talk by discussing that first vision and quotes Joseph Smith. Um, and Joseph was saying, I had actually seen a light and in the midst of the light, I saw two personages and they did in reality speak to me, and though I was hated and persecuted for saying that I had seen a vision, yet it was true. I knew it, I knew that God knew it, and I could not deny it. He goes on to quote him by stating, I don't blame anyone for not believing in my history. If I had not experienced what I have, I would have not believed it myself. I'm going going like a lamb to the slaughter, he said, but I am calm as a summer's morning. I have conscience, um, I have a clear conscience, wait, I have conscience, Void of offense towards God and towards all men, um, and I just thought that was, you know, such a powerful. I thought about like what what is something that I believed in so strongly that I could not deny it. Um, you know, I look back as I've shared before. I I joined the church when I was as eighteen, and um, it was a, definitely a, a hard a hard process. And I I thought for a while actually that I did it because I was just kind of a prideful a prideful kid, and I just didn't want to listen to my parents. Um, but after kind of listening to the talking, actually pondering a little bit, I realized that uh, the spiritual defining moment that happened for me, that I wasn't able to go back once I learned about the church, when I learned about the Book of Mormon, the, the powerful impact that it had on me when I first read it. Um, and so I really just love that, that statement right there of just how that he could not deny it anymore. Um, and he knew that God knew it. Um, and I relate in a lot of ways. I, I wasn't attacked like he was, um, but I definitely had persecution and, um, in conflict when I when I tried to live in church but I wasn't able to deny it because of the powerful powerfulness of, of God so um, but he go, later goes on and talks about how these powerful moments come from the Holy Ghost and not only do they come from the Holy Ghost upon us but they also come back to um, back to our minds for spiritual experiences when we when we need them and I really liked how we learn like how those, that Holy Ghost will bring back these memories to our to
2: our minds when we read them. I really liked this talk overall. I may as well go as far as saying it might even be my favorite talk from conference, but I'm not putting it out there. But it, you know, the card is in the the ring for it. Um, but this was one of my favorite sections from this talk. And it kind of just made me think about, like, when you have those days where you're having a pity party, or you're listing all the stuff that's going wrong, your faults, etc., and then sometimes with each note on that list, you hear or think of arguments against those posts, kind of like, um, or points, a list of blessings or tender mercies. And then when things aren't as bad as you thought, or how things may have turned out better and it gave you the, or even it may have given you the confidence to move on from having a negative moment. It just kind of came to mind when Anderson says that the Lord blesses us specifically and openly. I've had plenty of times where just nothing is going right, but for whatever reason, I'm still in a good mood or I get really upset, but then there's kind of, you know, blessings in disguise that things happened and I didn't have to wait a long time before I see that. Um, Also, I just want to add a little PS for this section that I love how often Anderson talks about how God knows us and loves us during this talk. He says it several times, and it just, it fills my cup every time I hear that our Heavenly Father knows and loves me.
0: One of uh, my, my quote, and we'll go later on to it, is in this little section, but I'll talk about that later when we do the quote section, so.
1: (laughs) But, uh, no, Kristen, I'm with you. This talk was definitely one that I really loved. Um, you know how there's always those conference talks that stick out to you and you're like, okay, this one's for me. There were two of them this conference that I was like, I knew in my heart I was supposed to hear. Um And I especially love when he says, with the peaceful direction we receive from the Holy Ghost from time to time, God powerfully and very personally assures each of us that he knows us and loves us and that he is blessing us specifically and openly. Then in our moments of difficulty, the Savior brings these experiences back into our mind. And I'm going to sound like a broken record probably on every podcast, um, because I am in a faith crisis right now. You're gonna hear me say that term several times, but that quote, um, it literally made me get off my butt <laughs> and I went into the garage and I had to search for my old journals um, so that I could look back at that, those moments in my life where I felt the Holy Ghost. Um, because it's been something that has been missing from my life for a while now. And I was like, oh, I really need to look back at those moments. And I'm gonna give you a little backstory here. Um, For me to be in this position right now, um, I can tell you right now that I never thought in a million years that I would be a member that would go through a faith crisis. Um, I used to watch people leave or question the church and I felt so sorry for them. Um, I didn't understand like what could they have possibly come across to make them want to doubt their testimony or um, leave the church and you know I was kind of your typical Molly Mormon girl. I was born and raised in the church. I knew as a child that I was loved by a Heavenly Father. Um, I tried my best to be obedient in every way possible. I graduated from seminary, knew every scripture mastery. I read my scriptures, kept a journal, prayed daily. Um, I was on my institute council. I went through the temple on my own without a mission call or a marriage proposal. (laughs) Um, I studied and highlighted every enzyme and every conference talk. Um, I turned in my mission papers because, you know, my testimony was that awesome. I'm, I'm going to share this gospel with the world. And then I met my husband before I was supposed to leave. So I never did end up going. I'll save that for another time, that story. But, you know, I married a returned missionary in the temple and right now he serves in the bishopric and, you know, I pretty much thought I had my life made. Like, I had a testimony with a fire so big that no firefighter could put it out, right? And so for me to be in this position that I'm in, it has been one of the hardest struggles of my life. And I'm really sorry for getting emotional, but it's not something where I just woke up one day and was like, hey, I want to go through a faith crisis. It's been years and years of little things that I didn't quite understand that I would put on my bookshelf and I would try to forget about it. And eventually that bookshelf just got so full that it snapped. And I kind of was forced to face my doubts and uh, kind of pick up the pieces and start over. And because of that, I am where I am today, but the reason why I love this talk so much is when I went back into my journal, I read so many wonderful experiences. Um, I have a journal entry of uh, when I got my temple recommend for the first time, and when I submitted my papers to go on a mission, and, and reading the spirit I felt and the testimony I had, um, it gives me hope that I can feel that again, because I will never deny those feelings, ever. And those spiritual moments are the only thing right now that I am grasping onto with every fiber that I have because I want so badly to get that faith back. And so, yeah, this talk just meant the world to me. (laughs)
0: This is why Jamie is the favorite of our little group. Her sincerity and her just strength that she has um, is inspiring. Um, I appreciate how real real you are uh, with it. And uh, we love you, Jamie. We, sh- we sure do love you. Um, um, I feel like, in some ways, we could totally, like, go through just even our spiritual experiences and kind of, um, but, um, he brings up some other ones, I guess, that are good, too, in his talk, so we'll go (laughs) over those. (laughs) One's from President, President Nelson, so I guess, you know, he's got some, got some, um, anyway, so he shares four different experiences, um, that are defined. those just as an examples. Um, and I really like the way he actually even prefers to as well, because before he even mentioned these experiences, he talked about thinking about your own experiences. So it's gonna kind of in our minds kind of already going and thinking about different experiences. And I like though too, that he doesn't give four experiences that are all, all the same. He gives four just different experiences on how these people knew God God loved them. And they are very, very different in um, the way they were. Um, are shown. So the first one is um, from President Nelson. President Nelson, when he was a surgeon, he was given the opportunity to operate on a state patriarch, and the state patriarch had two failing heart valves, and he actually pleaded to um, to president, who was Dr. Nelson at the time, to, to help him out. And while he was in the middle of the procedure, he didn't know even how to fix it, but then an image came to his mind of how to fix it, and he said, I have the answer, and even as the nurse said, it's a miracle, and so he's able to put it all together and save the, the patriarch's life, which was amazing. Jamie, what do yeah. you
1: think about this
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, I, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was just, you know, uh, hypnotized by your podcast voice. My story, my
0: my podcast voice. Yeah. Storytelling podcast abilities. I know.
1: Yeah, no. I, I really like how every, um, story, uh, that Elder Anderson shares, it has a lesson, right? And so the lesson we gained from this story of President Nelson was that Dr. Nelson had been directed, and he knew that God knew that he knew he had been directed. And so it kind of just put the questions into my mind. Um, You know, one, how have you seen God's direction in your life? And two, how do you know that he he directs you? So that was just something I was thinking about. That's a great question. I mean, definitely...
0: The the Lord directs all of us in, in such a different way. And w- one thing that I thought about I'm not sure if you guys have l- read, um, at least I listened to audiobooks, but rather listened to President Nelson's um, autobiography. But you know, at his time, um, studying the heart was actually from, was kind of frowned upon. It was not something that it was people did. It was kind of something that would ruin your career if you even went down that way. Um, and he was fascinated by it, so he really had to think outside the box already, because there was no books to teach him about how to tackle the heart since he was so, um, um, so heavenly persuaded not to go down that route. And so I think about how much he was prepared for this moment too, that all these different things that help prepare him so that way, you know, that he can be just directed. And I think that the more we understand our relationship with God and the way he talks to you, he talks to you the way you can be able to be directed. Because um, I don't want anybody in this podcast to think, oh, I have faith in God. I can go to a hospital and do a heart surgery. <laughs> it's like President Nelson right now. Um, there's definitely a lot of preparations and things that went to it. I know for myself, I'm definitely a very task-oriented person. Um, I am on the go on a regular basis. And so the way, at least I've been directed, is that I will go and do, and the, the Lord will kind of intervene and kind of, put roadblocks, or push me the other direction, or, or just let me go and, and get going. And I, and I love that relationship that we've had with each other, that my prayer, I've never waited for a prayer to be answered for me to go. I just start going and trust that he's going to intervene and put me in the right direction. And I've, I've really enjoyed that, that uh, relationship with us.
1: Yeah, well, and I also feel like Sometimes we don't even realize we're being directed until after it's already happened, right? We look back at certain instances and you think to yourself, wow, he really had his hand and was completely directing me where I need to be. And it kind of reminds me of, like, for now, actually, you know, I took institute in college And they would give us a journal. And at the back of the journal, there was a quote that said, knowledge carefully recorded is knowledge available in time of need. Spiritually sensitive information should be kept in a sacred place that communicates to the Lord how you treasure it. That practice enhances the likelihood of your receiving further light. And, you know, at the time I didn't think much about it. I was like, great, I have this journal. I'm going to write my thoughts and impressions in there. And looking back now and being able to have that journal, like the Lord, I feel was definitely directing me to savor those moments for times like this in my life.
2: Definitely, I think sometimes you, like you were saying, when you look back, you see that a way has been prepared for you. I know for me, sometimes it's like, I keep getting the same messages repeatedly in being directed, and then I've also noticed that sometimes it's kind of like I'm on my own path that I'm doing something, and then I get tender mercies or blessings along the way that kind of show me that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Awesome.
0: Um, so the next story that that he goes into is um, from Patrice Magri. I know there was like an accent to that. I probably didn't say it right, but- is Patrice the like, Huh?
1: Beatrice,
0: right? Is it Patrice? No, oh, I don't know. Beatrice. She knows who she is. Anyway. So she was swimming with a youth uh, youth group and one of the leaders lost it, lost her glasses lost their glasses and that was gonna prevent them from driving home. And so one of the other girls in the group said, We should say a prayer. And I love what she said. She said, I murmured that praying would avail us absolutely nothing. And I unle- easily joined the group to pray publicly as we stood waist deep in the m- murky water. <laughs> and so she was so like <laughs> annoyed <laughs> that they were going to sit down and pray. Like, what's that going to do? And then she went to go splash them and the glasses were in her hand. <laughs> like, I think that's so awesome. And I I feel <laughs> like that it's like such a, a way, an sh- example of, Holy Father's humor sometimes. I know He's pulled pranks on me for sure. That I'll share at different times. But you know, it's just I I, just, I love that story. It, I think it's just a beautiful story. On the way, um, God will work with us even when we're just like, yeah, really,
1: do we really need to do this right now? Right. And don't don't we all have those stories, right, where you lose your keys or your wallet, and you're taught as a child, like, oh, say a prayer and you'll find it. And I've kind of passed that on to to my kids and it's really exciting and fun to um, see their faces when they actually pray and they find the object and they're like oh my gosh mom my prayer worked and you can just see that that little seed is being planted that they can ask their heavenly father for anything and you know the lesson the takeaway from this story was that Beatrice had been blessed and she knew that God knew that she knew that she had been blessed and The other lesson was that she learned that God does hear and answer prayers
0: I'm surprised you don't have to say Kristen since you have twice now lost your glasses and have found them through a prayer Which I'm a little bit bitter because I told you guys this week. I lost my favorite running glasses I said a prayer, but it was kind of probably half put out there, and I never found them. So I obviously don't have the faith that Kristen
1: has. Well, he just delivered some new ones to your door today. So. Yeah.
0: And yeah Amazon. took it out yeah. of my bank account as well, too, as well. <laughs> I had to pay the price for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, this is true. I love it. I have so many stories where my ans- prayers have been answered, and I shared a while back about why prayer is my – mustard seed of faith from a lesson from when I was a child about dog food that's for another <laughs> thing um, one thing too is i I've, I've shared this before too is i keep a gratitude and prayer journal where i just write five things i'm thankful for and then five things i'm praying for and i do it usually just monday through friday but i try not to repeat anything so it gets you know especially in quarantine when you got nothing to do <laughs> You know, I'm grasping at straws sometimes, but I have noticed because I write, I always write in black ink and then every other week or so I try to go back through in blue ink and write all of the prayers that have been answered. I'll put little notes next to them. So just seeing how many of our prayers are answered and how quickly some of them do or how Works in progress that things can happen, or how they lead to something bigger, has been really cool. And since I'm writing it down and doing it in different inks, it's visually, it's really, really awesome.
0: That's really awesome. So the last couple stories that he gave in his talk were one of a 114-year-old woman who who decided to get baptized when she was 103, and then go to the temple. When she was 104, and then every year afterwards, um, went to the temple every year, which is just an amazing, amazing. Um, and then the other, um, the other example was just a lady that he met on his mission, tracting um, on how she read the Book of Mormon. Like they gave him Book of Mormon, she was just overpowered by the Book of Mormon. Um, and I just thought that was that was awesome to to be able to to see that and um, to like. Had that experience, and then he also prayed to always remember that experience, too, which has always stayed with them, too, as well, which is something I, I thought about a little bit later for myself, these experiences that we have to play, um, you know, to pray for these things, remember to, to remember them for, for later on.
2: Yeah, I love how he kept with the theme of, I know it, and I know that God knows it, that I know it. Um, the examples he shared really makes my heart warm and tingly. The sides of my lips curl up into a smile thinking about the times in my own life. The examples also make me think of Amulek in Alma ten six. I was called many times and I would not hear. Therefore I knew concerning these things, yet I would not know. Now this isn't necessarily What Amulek meant, but it did make me think of the times I had a prompting and I knew it was a prompting and I willfully ignored it. You know, like the months of promptings I had about moving to Arizona that I just blatantly ignored. And then when I actually acknowledged them, we had a job offer and confirmation that we were going to move within a week. So don't ignore God, people. There is a reason for your messages.
1: Or, or your children crying in the background. <laughs>
2: I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you tell we're all moms doing this from home? <laughs> no, I, I loved your thoughts, Kristen. Um, and the lesson that we learn here is um, Sister Damasio had received a heavenly confirmation, and she knew that God knew that she knew that the witness was true. And so... You know, that got me thinking about times in my life when I have received a confirmation or a witness of things to be true. And if you follow us on Instagram, um, I'm going to, you know, in one of our posts, I'll post one of my journal ent- entries where I feel that I received a confirmation and a witness. Stay um, tuned to that. But, um, and I love that in his last story, he shares his own experience about, how he felt the power of heaven and that he knew that God knew that he knew that a window of heaven had been opened. And he also states that he prayed, Heavenly Father, please help me to never forget what I have just felt. And I think that is so important that not only do we write about our experiences, but that we pray to never forget them. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So after all these great experiences that he gives, he finally concludes by going ways on how we can hear them and give us those examples. Um, and I love, um, I love the things that he said. I, a lot of it was like highlighted and whatnot, but he talks about how that we hear them through so many different ways. He says, in our prayers, in our homes, in the scriptures, in our hymns, as we really partake of the sacrament, as we declare our faith, as we serve others, as we attend temple with fellow believers, um, they come to us as we are prayerfully listening to general conference, as we better keep the commandments, and he even also said, children, these experiences are for you as well. Which I thought was so, so amazing. I really like, I highlighted a lot of things when he gave examples in the scriptures of how, um, how were some options of how they were heard. Um, from the Apostle Paul, it says that he was pricked in their hearts from the lame night woman of Ish, um, that she had a remarkable vision, and then a voice. And for Enos, a voice came to him. Um, I just, I just love, love that. And then even with Joseph Smith's example, where he had a spiritual feeling that um, that went into his heart like fire and illuminating um, our souls, sudden strokes of ideas, and occasionally the pure of flow intelligence. Um, I just love these different ideas of there's no just one cookie cutter way that we're going to fill a spirit this one way, it's going to be inspired this way. But the more um, we, you know, reach out and recognize things and relate them to God, the more powerful they're going to stay with us as those defining moments.
1: Right. And he points out that um, spiritually defining moments come at different times and in different ways, individualized for each of us. And so I just think that's awesome that God loves us enough to give us each our own personalized spiritual moments that he knows only we will understand. You know, I like to think of my kids and how they all four learn so differently. And so I have to teach them differently. And He, ha- our Heavenly Father has to do the same thing with us. And I also love the quote he shared by Elder Oaks, where he says for, um, he's talking to a response of a man who claimed he had never heard an answer to his prayers. And Elder Oak says, Perhaps your prayers have been answered again and again, but you have had your expectations fixed on a sign so grand or a voice so loud that you think you have had no answer. And, you know, I think we have all looked for those grand moments where an angel is going to come down and speak to us. But um, in reality, Most of the time, his answers are just soft and simple, and you have to be willing to listen. And one way I have found that I can hear him the most is usually through music. That's what speaks to my soul.
2: (laughs) Well, I have so much to say, and I'm going to try and organize my thoughts so that I can talk in like a helpful and meaningful way but I love talking and learning about how to hear him. And I love the simplest of ideas on how we can hear God. Uh, listening to general conference is one of the ways that I hear him best personally. And what I love the absolute most, I'm telling you this this talk is the hats in the ring for the winner of the night. But um, is that Anderson includes that these experiences are also for children. God loves all of us and at every age and season of life, I think it's important to point out and talk about these times and experiences with our children to help them connect with our Heavenly Father and learn how the Spirit speaks to them. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead, Kristen.
2: Also, I just wanted to point out, too, that he references Henry B. Irene, who gave this counsel in our preparation in Receiving these defining moments that tonight and tomorrow night you might pray and ponder, asking the questions, did God God send a message that was just for me? Did I see his hand in my life or the lives of my family? And I absolutely love this idea. I say love a lot, gosh, Um, of looking back at your day in prayer and reflecting on seeing the goodness of God because I know that it's there. God never leaves us. And if you can't find his hand, then look for his fingerprint because I know he's there for each of us every day.
1: Um, Well, it's easy to say the word love when this talk is lovable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It is. And um, I also love kind of how he wraps it up. Like he talks about, you know, using the spiritual moments in our life to help us when we're lost. But that's not all he talks about. He talks about what we can do for others with um, our spiritual memories. Or, sorry, he talks about what we can also do for others when they are lost. And he says, when someone sets their defining memories aside and is lost or confused, we turn them toward the Savior as we share our faith and memories with them, helping them rediscover those precious spiritual moments they once treasured. And I am so lucky enough to have uh, Chris and Melissa, who always point me towards the Savior and share their faith with me. Um, it really helps me to re- rediscover the things I have felt and experienced in the past. So thank you, lady. No
0: problem. Just waiting for my, just waiting for my payment for your <laughs> That's why I do it. You didn't check your Venmo? Uh, every time um, well this was a fantastic talk and I think we could talk for a lot longer about so many things and go into details I mean there's not just one spiritual defining moment or even two there's so many for us um, but it was it was a great talk and um, and we do have quotes and like always we have three different quotes um, and so we're excited to share this with you and Kristen do you want to share, share your favorite quote first yes um
2: my favorite quote from the talk is when uh, Elder Anderson says, confirming to me beyond any question that God knows and loves each of us and that he eagerly desires to reveal himself to us. I love that. Great
0: one. Mine was very similar to that. Uh, it was just in the beginning, it says, God powerfully and very personally assures each of us that he knows us, loves us, and that he is a ble- that He is blessing us specifically and openly. Um, I know I had experience at that temple um, and I'll actually, I'll, I'll say it for another time just because of timer's. but I know I've had experiences where I felt God's love that was specifically, I know, for me, um, and I, I just, I cherish those, those moments. Yeah.
1: Um, I had two quotes I liked, but one of them is the challenge, so I'll save that for last. Um, but this one I liked, it says, this. Spiritually defining memories from our book of life are like luminous stones that help brighten the road ahead, assuring us that God knows us, loves us, and has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to help us return home. And I just, I think it explains itself, you know, when we're going through those times of doubt that we can look at those memories that we have kept that are a part of us and uh help us to remember our Heavenly Father. So with that, I am going to go on to the challenge. And the challenge was, embrace your sacred memories, believe them, write them down, share them with your family, trust that they come to you from your Heavenly Father and His beloved Son. Let them bring patience to your doubts and understanding to your difficulties. His blessing, I promise you, that as you willingly acknowledge and carefully treasure the spiritually defining events in your life, more and more will come to you. Heavenly Father knows you and loves you.
0: I love that there wasn't just a challenge, but there also was a blessing that he he gives us. Um, I love when the the leaders of our church give us blessings, the knowledge that they know. Um, And that was a a beautiful one for us to, to have and to end on. So that's the talk. That's Spiritual Defining Memories. Did I miss yeah. anything? Yeah. I got it all right. <laughs> you did yes. Oh, we're getting so good. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for your feedback that we've gotten from you guys. Um, it, it really does mean a, a, the world to us. Um, you know, we're not just doing this so that way we can hang out as friends, but we we definitely love hearing from you guys. We love um, adding just a little bit of spirit into your guys' lives, and so hopefully, we can be able to continue continue this journey with you guys. Um, um, please follow us on on Instagram. Um, If you get a chance to, we are on Stitcher and as well as Spotify and Apple. Leave us a comment or, uh, sorry, a review. Share us with your friends. um, Let them know about us um, so that way we can be able to build all of our testimonies together. And We will see you next time on Sitting With My Sisters.